You are listening to the In Perspective Weekly Podcast with Bob Branco and Peter O'Toole. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco for episode 295, dated Friday, February 3rd. 2023, a cold day here in New England. It is now 14 degrees here in New Bedford. With us this evening, as always, we have Peter Alchil, our co-host. Peter, what's happening? Uh, greetings from Columbia, Missouri, where it's going to warm up to 55 degrees tomorrow. So we, we, we're looking forward to some nice weather. Yeah, we'll be getting that on Sunday or close to it. I want to thank people who make it possible for our show to be available to the public. We start out with our media outlets. Thank you very much for airing us when you do. I also want to give a shout-out to Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place. They post our shows on bulletin board number 15. Thank you for doing that. I also want to thank Raymond Gay, our producer, for editing our show, making it a quality program as always. And Jacqueline Sylvia, our web designer, she archives our programs on my website, which is www.brancoevents.com. Go there, click on In Perspective Podcasts, and you will see most of our archived programs from latest to earliest. At this time, let me give a shout-out to two faithful listeners, Glenn Grimes and Ron Almada. Thank you very much for listening. And Diane, I want to thank you for being our host today, uh, replacing Raymond Gay, who's slightly under the weather. Diane, thank you very much. You're welcome. I want to now introduce our guest. Many people out there are very familiar with Siri. Uh, A lot of blind people especially, they depend on Siri to help them navigate through their devices and to get a lot of questions and and information uh, available to them. And with us today is the voice of Siri. Susan Bennett decided to take the time to talk to us for a little while. And first of all, Susan, let me say it's a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. So, Susan. Go ahead, Peter. uh, uh, This is Peter. And talk about your life before the Siri uh, connection. What were you doing before Siri, uh, the Siri thing started? Oh, I do a lot of things. I'm a singer. I'm a keyboard player and keyboard bass player. So I was playing a lot of music. Um, and in years past, I did a lot of, uh, voiceover work and I sang jingles for commercials and things like that. So I, I've had a fairly busy and interesting life. <laughs> it sure sounds that way. So then you're doing all this music stuff and voiceover stuff. And what, how, how does this whole Siri thing begin? Well, in 2005, I had a project of reading these very unusual scripts, and um, I've talked to other original voices of Siri, and they had the same experience. We were just reading these crazy scripts that had been created to get all of the sound combinations in the language. And so the phrases and sentences we had to read were mostly very nonsensical because they were going for sounds like, say, schist, fresh issue today. That was one of them. (laughs) Give you an idea. And uh, so I did that for about a month, four hours a day, five days a week. I think I have a bit of brain damage from it, but um, I'm recuperating slowly. And uh, eventually, 
those recordings turned into Siri, Alexa, Cortana, the Google Voice, and everything else. So it was uh, Siri was the very first one. So it was kind of a surprise for all of us who did the voices. And uh but it turned into a really wonderful thing for me because I, I got a whole new career out of it. Um until COVID hit, that is. <laughs> um when did you realize I'm sorry, I was gonna okay. say, when did you realize that this was gonna be a big hit? Oh, um well, I guess as soon as I found out about it, which was the day that Siri appeared, October fourth, twenty eleven. Uh, a fellow voice actor emailed me and said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone app. Isn't this you? <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> yeah. So it was a surprise. So getting back to this recording, you know, uh, voiceover, as I understand it, you're usually, you're usually saying, uh, you know, sentences that make sense, right? You're yes. in different ways and different voices and different motions. And here you are saying this sort of weird stuff that made no sense to you. Yeah. Are you anticipating that when you got this gig? Um, well, you know, I didn't realize it was getting the gig. I was working for a company that I still work for and do messaging for. And uh, we had been told that the recordings were for some sort of generic uh, phone systems. And so, uh, you know, the generic phone system ended up being the iPhone with Siri on it. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was a, that was a big surprise. We, uh, none of us was expecting that. So I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine this. You have to, you have to say these weird things. What did you say? Five hours a day, four days a week. Is that what four days, four hours a day, five days a week. Five days a week. Sorry. So yeah. 20 hours. How did you maintain your sanity during those 20 hours? Oh, I took a lot of breaks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it got, it's very, very tedious work because, uh, all of the sounds had to be consistent. You know, that when in the human voice, when we're talking, we kind of talk like that. And if we have something emphatic, we maybe raise our voice or. So you had to be monotone. This. You had to be monotone. You had to be rather monotone. Yes. The same tone, the same pacing, the same basic sounds. And uh, some of the what we had to read was extremely tedious because we would have to repeat certain words, and the only thing that changed in the word was the vowel. So you'd say things like, say the shrouding again, say the shrouding again, say the shredding again, say the shredding again, say the shrouding again. <laughs> so, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why they chose those phrases. Well, because they were trying, those weren't the only ones. I mean, I did this for a very long time and, uh, they were just trying to get every single sound combination that they could get. So after the recordings were done, technicians and the computers, of course, could go in and extract like different vowels, different diphthongs, consonants, and just, you know, reform them into new phrases and sentences. And that's what ended up on the iPhone. So, uh, Talk to me about how you did your work. Did you use Braille? What what technology did you use or, or do you use in doing doing this kind of work? Well, I was in my home uh, recording studio, and I was given scripts. So I read the scripts uh, into my microphone, and they recorded it uh, at a company called GM Productions. And um, that was that. It was like a regular – it was like a regular voiceover job except that it was uh four hours long every day and uh and we weren't saying anything uh particularly sensical. <laughs> and, and did you use, did you use Braille for this? Did you no. Have no. No. 
No. So how, what, what did you, how did you, how did you know what to read or say or whatever? Well, I, I read the script. Right, yeah. but you're visually impaired, if I understand this right? No, no, I'm oh, not. Oh, I don't know where that came from. No, well, me either. That's, yeah, I that wonder is, what that, you were that, talking about. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, I, what, okay, in any case, uh, I apologize. Yeah, uh, no problem. Uh, uh, that, that, that will explain some of this stuff. Okay, so you do this stuff for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, uh, go on with your life and do what you're doing with your music and your voiceover stuff. And then you find out that you are one of the star voices of Siri. What happens next? Uh, well, I didn't really reveal myself for a couple of years because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do about it. I knew that it was going to affect my career. Um, and I was hoping that it would be a positive effect. But in truth, uh, we humans do like to categorize people and put people in groups and tribes. And, <laughs> and I was definitely typecast as being an AI voice after I did the Siri thing. Uh, but on the other hand, as I was saying, uh, Siri gave me a brand new career because I, uh, did started to do speaker events and I was able to travel all over the country. I even traveled to Australia and Croatia, <laughs> uh, doing Siri events. So that was very exciting. So when you say speaking events, what kinds of speeches did you make? Well, I told the story of Siri, as okay. it makes sense. Yeah. So I would talk about Siri, and I would also talk about um, the voiceover industry in, in general. And then I would just, you know, illustrate voiceover industry by doing different voices and different sounds. Typically what I used to do a lot of uh, character voices back when they did commercials that had a lot of dialogue and had a lot of characters and that sort of thing. And um, I've done a, a lot of uh, narrations and that sort of thing, too. Where did the name Siri come from? Well, uh, I have heard several, uh, explanations for that. I think it's a, I think it's an acronym for, um, speech interpretation. Uh, oh, I've totally forgotten. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't really know exactly. And do you know how many sort of actors or voiceover people? Voices are being used for Siri. You're not the only one, right? Well, the original voices were four voices, and two of them were male. Uh, right. I've met both. I've met the Australian voice, Karen Jacobson, um, and I've met the British voice, um, John Briggs, who is a, actually a famous uh, BBC announcer. And uh, so that's kind of cool. And we all have the same experience. We didn't really know what we were doing <laughs> when we were reading all of those scripts. Wow. That is, that is so bizarre. I mean, it I, is. I, it's I, very I, bizarre. It's very bizarre. I can't imagine saying weird things for 20 hours, you know, 20 hours over a period of a week. That, that, that is, uh, if you had an important goal, Peter, you might. I, I, it's true. <laughs> I, I absolutely might, but boy, it, it would be a challenge. And, and it sounds like it was for you, Susan, as well. So you, so you're making these, uh, speeches. You're, you're doing this stuff. And what happens next? Uh, when? After well, I did the recording? Yeah, so, yeah. No, so, yeah, so you've done your series. You said you were at, you got in the speaking circuit and you were talking about the, you know, the, your experiences with Siri and sort of demonstrating how things worked and all of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then you see, uh, according to the media release I have here, you talked about, uh, you're interested in accessibility of, 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 uh, technology. Um, is that, is that correct? I think whatever you're reading is someone made up. <laughs> 
Clearly, clearly. Yeah, let's see. So far, I'm blind, and I'm interested yeah. in technology. And what I can say about technology is it's very ironic that I'm the original voice of Siri because I am a complete non-techie. If there's a wrong button to push, I will find it. <laughs> that is really strange. Well, yeah. uh, so I so I apologize. I I obviously the <laughs> media release in front of me. I'm looking at it, and it has your name on it. And it talks about an organization called UserWay. Um, yes, I did, a, I did a couple of commercials for them. Ah, okay. So, yeah. okay. So t- <laughs> I'm not totally wrong. Um, so talk about UserWay and, and how you got involved with that project. Well, uh, I can't really tell you too much about it because it's, uh, you know, not being a tech- technical person myself. But um, I got a chance to go to Israel because of them. In fact, we did part of one commercial in Israel. And, uh, obviously they're an Israeli company and, uh, the people were absolutely fabulous and it sounds like it's a, a really wonderful product. Wow. And what is your, uh, and so you, you're the one, you're the, you're the voice of those videos that, 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 that are part of the media release that I received. Presumably. Now, actually I was on camera. You're on well. camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, when, when you were there looking at the, the, the company, what were your impressions? Oh, I think they were very organized. Uh, all of the people there were very, very uh, pleasant and likable. And uh, we were only there for a week. My husband came with me as well. And it took 24 hours uh, travel time in each mm-hmm. direction. So I'll have to say that we were sort of zombie-like while we were there. <laughs> Don't ask me for many details. <laughs> no, that's perfectly understandable. But mm-hmm. did you, to what extent did you get a sense of this whole accessibility issue? You know, uh, uh, I understand that's not your area of expertise. You're, you're not a techie person, but what, what was your impression if you had any about the whole issue of accessibility and disability and, uh, and, and all that? Well, I think the fact that our whole culture and, you know, everything that we do seems to be revolving around, uh, computers and communication via computers. And so if people, you know, have a disability that would affect their accessibility to these things, then that's going to be a problem. And so UserWay is one of the companies that's trying to alleviate that problem. That makes sense to me. Yep. So um, I want to go back um, to your, how did you get, how did you get into, how did you get into the voiceover slash music business in the first place? Well, I was uh, discovered at the age of four playing a, a tiny toy piano by ear. I could pick out melodies and so that led me to taking piano lessons for many years. Ultimately, in high school, I started singing, and I continued doing that in college as well. And when I, uh, my first husband was an NHL hockey player, and we got traded to Atlanta. They they actually tried to have a hockey team in Atlanta in the South. What's your what's his name? I, I'm a hockey fan. Kurt Bennett. Kurt Bennett. Yep. And he Number played five. for Atlanta, the Atlanta Thrashers. Atlanta no, Flames. This was before the Flames. Oh, it's an NHL team. Yeah, the Thrashers yeah. weren't an NHL team. Yeah, they yes, were. He also played for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. And, Thrasher, um, yeah, the Thrashers were a team. They moved to Winnipeg. Yes, but they weren't an NHL team. I, they I, were I, not I, national I, hockey. At the time, yes, they were. They were later. In, in, in any case, we, we don't need to get into this. Uh, uh, this dispute. <laughs> it's not an important <laughs> part of the story. Uh, <laughs> So, so you're in Atlanta and you, you're married to a hockey player uh-huh. and, that's, and you, you had this musical gift, obviously. And, and what happened in Atlanta? 
Well, I went around to all the studios that I could find to try and do some uh, work for them. And I ended up uh, doing a lot of jingle work in Atlanta. And then one day uh, I was working at a studio called Doppler, which was around for about 50 years and it's no longer there. But the owner, uh, the voice actor did not show up to read the copy for the spot that the jingle singers had just sung for. And so the owner of the studio said, Susan, you don't have an accent. Come over here and read this copy. And so I did. And I thought, oh, ding, ding, ding. I can do this. And so I got a voice coach and then um, a talent agent. And um, and knock on wood, I've been working ever since. And, uh, and and when was this? I mean, this was this in the eighties, nineties. What it what, was what in on? the late seventies. Late seventies. Okay. I was two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were two, and I was one. So yeah, yeah I I, I wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was a very precocious kid. Yeah, yeah, and and I <laughs> I had my talents as well at one years old. Uh, so um, how, how have things changed since the seventies? If if I wanted to break into the, if I was a young guy, which I am. Maybe not as young as I was, uh, and I want to break it since the seventies. Well, it's basically night and day. I mean, there is absolutely no comparison. Um, everything that you did in the in the seventies and eighties, even into nineties, um, it was on a, a personal one to one basis. If you were auditioning for a part, you actually showed up at the agent's office and auditioned for the part. Sometimes you would meet your client. And so it, you know, with technology and everything, it's, everything's becomes much more separate. Now all of us doing voiceovers have our own uh, home studios and things like that. And it takes nothing to have a home studio. And when I built mine, it cost me thousands of dollars. But um, now if you have a smartphone, some sort of mixer, a good microphone and a closet, you can have a voiceover career. So it's, it's, it's really night and day how much it's changed. And I would have to say that, the biggest thing about it is I, I think it's the personal part of it that has changed so much. Um, knowing, you know, if you knew certain people and they knew of you, then they would recommend you for a part. You didn't have to be one of a, a million people auditioning. So it's really, I think it's a, a bit less personal and there's certainly uh, a lot more competition because, uh, because again, because of technology, people that, Maybe haven't been schooled or uh, studied it at all. You know, could basically just get on their phones and, and do an audition and win a big part. I mean, you know, it's it's really really changed a lot. <laughs> and what about many the- many people depend on that voice? I know so many people that ask it questions and do whatever they can do to get the information they need. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing world that opened up at that particular time. I'll tell you yes. that much. Yeah, it, it did. really has it was been a game changer, as they say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, Susan, I'm, I'm, uh, I, you've talked about the voiceover business. I'm curious your thoughts about the jingle business because back in the '70s, I was in the '80s, I was writing music for jingles. Oh, and cool. So, <laughs> uh, so I know, I know something about that business. Yeah. So, uh, how, how, from your perspective. Are you still singing jingles for commercials? How are things No, no I haven't done that. I haven't done that for many years. Um, I'm not exactly sure whatever happened to the jingle business, but you have to keep in mind that a lot of this stuff, especially for commercial stuff, is very youth-oriented. And mm-hmm. I haven't been young for quite a while now. <laughs> so so uh, part of that could be 
just, you know, the natural progression, progression of things, um, that I haven't been doing. I mean, I still sing live and I sing in a band and that kind of thing. So I, I still sing and play music. Um, but the commercial thing is, has really changed a lot. And, uh, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I hear many fewer jingles and those that I hear tend to be local. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, it, it's like any kind, any, you know, any kind of period of time with advertising, there are just certain trends. And, uh, you know, there's one thing that doesn't seem to be changing fast enough is the, the number of women who are doing announcer roles. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, the old white guys pretty much have that, you know, uh, covered. But, um, you know, things change and, um, I'm, I'm sure that will change as well. You know, it's funny you should say that about women. And, uh, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and, uh, ESPN radio has become much more diverse, both gender wise and, and, uh, race wise. And I, for me, I find it, I find it so much more interesting listening. CBS um, radio as well. They have JR at night. They have Amy Lawrence. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's happening. It's happening too slowly, perhaps. Yeah, but it is yeah. happening. So, uh, it, it is a, you know, it, 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 but it, it is really weird that, that there isn't, you know, um, more, uh, uh, you know, women doing more of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so you're, you're continuing to do the voiceover. Um, how, how is Siri affect you today? You know, your, your work with Siri, do people call you the Siri girl or something or do people know who, who you are or how, how does that work? Well, yeah, a lot of people do, do know me and I, and I still get, you know, autograph requests in the mail and things like that. Um, unfortunately, COVID really kind of put the kibosh on, on the Siri speaker event, uh, thing. I did a, a couple of virtual events, but those are not really fun. Um, it's much more fun to be able to really interact with the people. Um, uh, so I'm hoping that, you know, that the COVID thing will get under control. At, at some point, hopefully this year would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just got over it myself. I, I avoided it for, for almost three years. And then my husband and I both got it. Just, just got over it this past week. Well, I'm glad you, you sound, you sound good. You seem, you, you do. Your voice, your voice seems to have recovered. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So what are your plans in the future? Any, any special plans? I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I love what I do. So I'm, I'm really, uh, making an effort to try to, be more, uh, proactive about getting more work for myself. It's, um, that's one of the things that was kind of fun back in the seventies, eighties, nineties is that, you know, it was up to your agent to get you work. Now we all, now the onus is on the individual voice actor. And, um, what so although I the, can't, what happened to the agents? Well, the agents are there, but it's just so much of the work went non-union. And so much of the work, because so many amateurs got involved, uh, some some people are working for ridiculously low prices, and and of course, you know, the major companies aren't going to go for something like that. But um, there are just uh, so many more people involved. It's it's really it's it's much harder. It's much harder to succeed in the voiceover business than it used to be. I'll have to say. So how 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 do you, how do you look for work these days? Sorry. Well, I, what I will oh, do is pester my agents in uh, at Vox in Los Angeles and <laughs> and try to try to do it that way. But basically, I'm not really um, trying to 
sell myself on uh commercial voiceover because it's just um you know I think that I think that that is past for me because as soon as I became Siri and and people knew me as Siri it's uh I was kind of as I said typecast mm-hmm. and so uh what I'm trying to do is run with the Siri thing and do more Siri um associated business do you like what? find what? Uh, uh, excuse uh, me uh, hold on uh, what, what, when you say Siri associated business, what does that mean? I mean, what kind of, oh, thing? like speaker events and, you know, uh, public appearances, things like that. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. I, um, I think we have time for a couple of questions from the audience. Okay. Um, yeah. Why don't we open it up a little bit? Diane? You are listening to Win Perspective. First, we have the, the voice our, of Siri, Susan Bennett, here with us. Okay. Our first, our first raised hand belongs to Michael Chopra. Michael Chopra? Uh, yes. Uh, good afternoon. First, to keep, uh, sorry, good morning. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, no, I do apologize for inter- for interrupting the thing there. I, d- I did not mean to do that. Um, but my question to you is, and I've just joined, so you may have already covered this, but my question to you is, do you find that... The, the the job is rewarding in some way. I mean, I know being from New Zealand, and I I do use the US Siri voice from time to time. I do switch between them. But do, do you find it rewarding when when people, especially not just only in the United States, but from around the world, contact you and say, you know, hey, I I know you're <clears throat> you are the voice of Siri. Do do, do you find that rewarding? And yeah, how, how I would say so. Feel? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say it's rewarding. Um, yeah, I've, I've met a lot of interesting people and, and had a chance to, uh, travel a lot because of Siri. So yeah, I'd say that's very rewarding. <laughs> thank, thank you, Michael. Who's next? Thank you, Michael. Next is Mike Lance. Another Michael. Hey, Mike. Mike Lance. Mike. I don't hear a Mike. You'll need to Lance. unmute. Um, should I go on to the next person? I, yeah, I would, yeah. yes. Yeah, we'll please, if you don't mind, him. Diane, yeah. Okay, please. next is Vika Trussell. Hi, um, yeah, it's Vika. Um, so my question is, are you still the voice of Siri today? Like, are you one of the Siri voices? Cause I know there's a lot of them. No, now. no, I'm no longer the voice. I'm the original voice. Uh, they changed the voice after, I think, two or three years. And my understanding is that, um, the f- original four voices, we did not get paid for being right. on the iPhone. Um, but we did not have a non-disclosure agreement either. So that allowed us to be able to promote ourselves. The, the voices af- that came after us, uh, did get paid and they have a non-disclosure agreement. So you probably, unless someone leaks it, you won't find out who those people are. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for answering my question. Sure. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Now, um, Mike Lance, um, was muted and he's lowered his hand. So I don't know. I will, uh, let me try to, to, let me, let me try it again. There he is. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, Sherry, um, did you ever work with Casey Kaysen? No, I did not. I know his voice well, though. <laughs> uh-huh. 
One of the best uh, in the I'm business. I'm into jingles very much. I'm into old radio jingles from the 60s and 70s, back when mm-hmm. Pam's was around. And um, I want to tell you how much I enjoy listening to you on the phone all the time. Well, thank you very much. Okay, next is Nor- Nora Thielking. Yeah. Hello. Hi, um, Nora. Hi. I have a question. Um, I have a, a name... Uh, a name is Sue or Susan or my theory, and I'm wondering if I can tell you, because you sounded very well. You is there a question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Common. Uh-huh. And the oh. question is, what's the difference between advanced uh, voice or regular voice? I, I, I don't understand the question. When you say advanced voice, regular voice, <laughs> what... Yeah, well, it will say, I'm not sure if I can remember it straight, but on the theory, you say advanced audio or, I'm not, not sure how to say it, but there's two kinds of, uh, of voice. Uh, oh, you know, voice. I can't answer that for you because I, I really don't know how anything is done, uh, technically. Uh, that's, oh, okay. you know, I, I provided the voice and <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> you provided the weird, the, the weird nonsensical sur- uh, syllables and. That's right. That's right. Which, which, which paid the, off in its own way, to, of to, course. To the, to the techie people and uh, they did what they did with it. Exactly. Okay. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Nora. You're welcome. Thank you, Nora. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Okay, Nora. next we have Jessica. Jessica? Jessica? Hi. Hi. We can hear so you. I have a question and a comment. Okay. My question is, when somebody boots their iPhone first time or gets a new iPhone, are you the voice that they hear? No. I was the original voice. So I was on there for about for two or three years. And uh, I think now you get a choice of voices, too. I think you can choose a male voice or British accent. No, I'm saying for voiceover, if you're a voiceover user. Voiceover is, is the technology that blind folks use to read what's on the Apple screen. My guess is that's a different voice, isn't it, uh, Susan? You, you didn't, Siri's different from voiceover. I guess. I, I yeah. don't, yes. It, uh, the, the answer, I think, is no, because voiceover is synthesized, right? Um, I don't think, I don't think they use Susan for voiceover. They just used, they just, in quotes, used her for Siri, which is a big deal in itself. Does that and help? my my uh, my comment is that <clears throat> I I follow you on Twitter and I've seen a bunch of your tweets and I think I've actually replied to a few of them. Okay, well, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I have someone that that does my social media for me because I'm not uh, very adept at that. And it uh, takes up takes up a lot of time. <laughs> it absolutely yes. does. Take Understood. It yeah. does. Absolutely yeah. does. Um, I think we have time for one more question. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Abby Taylor. Abby. Right. Hi, everybody. Oh. Well, I was just going to quickly answer uh, 
address the, the questions about Siri and voiceover. They're two, they are two different things. Voiceover is what you hear when you're navigating on the phone. And then Siri is the, um, assistant that helps you. And I think what Nora was talking about was when you're, when you download a voiceover voice or you want to select a voice, the Siri voices are part of the voiceover. You can, you can use those voices as your voiceover. And so what she's talking about is Siri enhanced. And that's just a more enhanced voice where then they have, I think they must have another one that's a more basic, that maybe not as uh, expressive. So I hope that clears up any confusion about Siri and voiceover being two different voices that you're hearing on your iPhone. And Abby, great. Thank, thank you so much. And, and yes. but they're related to the same thing. And they're related in the sense that if you, you have a choice to use a Siri voice, if you are uh, using voice voiceover, if you want. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. Okay. But thank you, Susan. It, it, this is very fascinating. Thank you oh, so thank much. You. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, let me ask Diane a question. Uh, how many folks do we have with, with hands raised? Approximately. We only have one person who hasn't spoken and one person who has already spoken. All right. So let's, let's take the person who hasn't spoken okay. before we, we, we say goodbye to Susan. That is, person. that is Don Wardlow. So Don. Hey. Okay, Susan, when you say you were the original voice of Siri, what years were those? Because I got my phone in 2015. Would you still have been on a 2015 phone? No, I I was the voice in 2011, 12, and 13. Okay, because before that, I never had... Yeah, (laughs) before that, I had the... Old-fashioned, what I must call the fat phone. That's what I had. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, a fat phone, yes. I remember them well. I remember Don Imus well, too. Uh, yeah, I, was, Susan, I was a holdout. Yeah, well, I was, too. Uh, Susan, I know you said you had, you had were here uh, available for half an hour, and that time has run out. You're okay. welcome to stay if you want, um, but uh, you don't have to. It's, it's okay. totally up to you. Well, so, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for for the questions. It and was our pleasure. Everybody uh, using Siri. <laughs> and Susan, I apologize. I, I'm embarrassed when I have my facts wrong, so I, I apologize for that. Oh, not and, a and, not and a problem. We all learn as we go, it, right, Susan? That's wish, right. Wish you well. Yeah. Thank so, you. Good luck in the future with your endeavors. Good luck. Thanks, and same to all of you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. That was that was Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri. And so I, I would sort of, Bob, what I'd like to do is sort of react to what we just heard. Let's do, you know, that. Let's do that. Let's do that. So uh, my, my reaction is what an amazing story, right? You know, here's this person who's sort of going through life doing music stuff as I was um, uh, in the eighties uh, and not as successful as she was, but you know, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, she gets this opportunity to do something that changes her life forever in, in a positive way. And what I get from that is you never know when that opportunity is going to come along and you almost have to be prepared for anything uh, to, you know, to take advantage of uh, the things that come in your direction. Uh, I think Susan's incredibly talented. Uh, you know, she has a great voice. I'd love to hear her sing. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hope she can get her, uh, career again after covid you know a lot of us are running the same thing i uh i i should have asked her what commercials that she sang for because i'm sure i i may have heard her from time to time i i know a lot of the jingles back in the 70s and 80s i mean yeah wow, wow. I, I knew, yeah so uh 
Diane, if, as people raise their hands, if, if they want to react to what we're yeah. talking about or Susan, let us know. Yes, yes we still have. Um, actually, we have one person. Uh, we had a couple other ones, but they lowered their hands. So Michael um, Chopra is, has another question. All right, so Michael, uh, you know, Susan's gone, but you're welcome to say something. And anybody else who wants to raise their hand, I know the guest is gone and we apologize. But if you want to react to what you're hearing, please do so. Michael? Okay, can, can you guys hear me? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I just came in on the tail end of this. And look, I'm I'm from New Zealand, so so the the the, the time is is different, but it it works out well today because it's after 11 a.m. here. Um anyway, I, I, um, I am just hearing what I'm hearing. It must have been incredible. And I was wanting to ask the question of what was it actually like recording the voice? I mean, you must be so nervous knowing that you're going to be on millions of billions, even of iPhones. That must be absolutely terrifying. Michael, there's an irony to your question because she talked about that. And when she, there are two things that I found fascinating about her story. The first thing is she didn't know what she was recording. All she was told is that she was going to be doing things for a phone product of some kind. She didn't know what that phone product was going to be or how her voice was going to be used. And the second thing that was even more interesting to me is she talked about she didn't say normal sentences like, hello, how are you? She, it was weird, uh, random, uh, nonsensical words and she said a few of them none of which i remember that she had to repeat at at random you know for five hours i think she said four hours a day five days a week so she did it was it was one of the most amazing things that she had a you know as a voiceover person i would imagine and she took breaks fortunately (laughs) yeah she took lots of breaks she said she she referred to brain damage but i think i know what she meant well, I mean, did she ever, did she ever mention, um, because as I say, I joined in on the tail end of this. Do you, did she ever mention what she felt when she found out that, hey, this is going on a, on a product that's going to be sold to billions of millions, billions of people around the world? I, I, I think she was, I think she, my sense was she was sort of startled and she didn't quite know what to make of it. And it took her a couple of years. She talked about it until she began to sort of, decide to use this to her advantage, you know, to, to get gigs from it, as it were, speaking engagements in, in her case, uh, you know, to travel and talk about the experience. Um, I, 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 I'm thinking, I don't know what I would think if I were all of a sudden found out my voice is being used in like, you know, all around the world. I think I'd be really uncomfortable for a while. And I don't want to put I'd more... be a bit terrified to be honest. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, the non-disclosure I, agreement helped that too. Well, she didn't have a non-disclosure agreement. That's she didn't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that she is the only one. The rest right. of them. Doing everybody it after her did. Everybody after her did. Uh, but you know, she, she, you know, and that's what I say. You know, for those of us who are sort of struggling to find a job or or to find out what's next in our life, you know, th- these opportunities come at weird moments, and and sometimes we have to take them, run with them, and do something with them. And she built on that, and you know, it really, it really uh, pushed her career forward in very significant different ways. So definitely. Um, um yeah. did she ever say like what what got her to take <clears throat> sorry, what got Apple to take notice of her in the first place for this role? She didn't ask. I mean I didn't ask that question. She didn't say. The only thing she said was she you know, she didn't get this gig on her own. She she got this gig, she was working for another organization 
who got this gig and, and she was one of the folks that they hired to do the gig. So nobody really knew mm-hmm. what this was for. It was sort of a, it, it's, I have a so sense Apple it didn't it. say anything at, at the no. time. No. Okay. No. It was yeah, an experiment. So. It was an I experiment. Wanna, <clears throat> I want to mention that we still have, um, four raised hands. So let's do them. And, um, I, yeah, there's a couple. Thank you for answering my questions. I apologize for taking up the time here. Not yeah, at all, Mike. We're glad to have you. There I'm are sorry, two. Thank two. you for your contribution. I'm there sorry, are two who have, have not spoken. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's take those first. Okay, um, Deanna? Deanna. Hello, Deanna. Yes. No, Mike, um, sorry you, di- you didn't get to hear her. Um, I th- The thing that amused me most is she has an unusual sort of snicker when she laughs. She does. And um, Because I have a love-hate relationship with the Siri app. <laughs> oh, wow. It doesn't like to understand my speech, and I've had to slow way down and be very concise, and I finally get her to take dictation that actually is readable. Um, <laughs> because but, otherwise... But Deanna, in, in, in fairness to Susan, what, uh, is your phone that wasn't to... her. It, was... it wasn't her. It was... <laughs> no, she was just saying... Um, what amounted to tongue twisters with all yeah. kinds of letter combinations because they wanted every possible sound that there could be for human speech. So they were making her say ridiculous things so that they could get the sh, sh and the t and you know, all those different sounds in um, a human voice. And, and don't let it get you down because she can't follow your way of speaking because Siri can't follow mine either. Especially, <laughs> especially when I don't put my teeth in. Well, but, that helps, I'm sure. But I've even with the teeth in, <laughs> even with the teeth in, sometimes Siri is a beast aren't of a these, Aren't these uh, voices supposed to get used to your voice by training? Because I was told that if, if you yeah. get to know... If the voice gets to know you, it, it might be a repetitive process until they know what you sound like. It's right. been five years, and it's still a big issue is personal first names. Uh, my name is Don, and if I'm sending a message to somebody I don't know, the first thing I say is, hi, my name is Don. But Siri will come out with either Dan, which is bad enough, or Diane, which is even worse. <laughs> Oh boy! No, well, you you got it easy, Don. My problem was that that if I'm texting, I have to be very concise and very straightforward, and not be all over the map with what I say because Mm -hmm. she liked to insert obscenities into things I write, and I don't use that kind Uh, of language. (laughs) Oh yeah! Why would she insert obscenities that you don't say? That's interesting. I don't know. Um. But more than once, I've, you know, tried to make a shopping list or something and said peanut butter and cheese turned it into um, a male organ butter. <laughs> oh. She's oh, never man. heard of a peanut, P-E-A-N-U-T. Well, that's why you have to say Different peanut. Store. Peanut, yeah. Very clearly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If, uh, if, no, if, if I'm not very calm when I'm speaking to her, if I get worked up, the more worked up I get, the more garbled my messages become. Uh, Deanna, De- Diane, Deanna, Diane, speaking of Diane, who's next? Okay, we have, um, three, we have nine minutes left and three people who have not spoken. So let's, let's get to those folks. 
All right. The first one is Nigel. Has 17 minutes left, Diane. Well, no, the problem is oh. that, uh, we started late. I, can, can we? Can That's we, right. We, 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 we oh, okay. Late. All right. Well, I can, can, we, can, can we leave it? I, I know you have your rules. Can we stay an extra eight minutes? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. As long as you're okay with it, it's fine with us. Nigel. Hey, Nigel. How are you? Brother. Brother Nigel. You'll need, yeah. you're unmuted. Go ahead. Can, can you hear me? Sorry. Now we can. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, doing great, brother. How are you? Good, good. Peter, yourself? Doing fine. Are you, you okay, Nigel? Just great. All right, good. so uh, I don't know if uh, Michael got his question answered, but I think I may have the answer, um, or if he feels he did or not. Uh, it's my understanding that when she made these recordings, she didn't realize that she was going to be heard by millions of people as she was making the recordings. It was That's, a, that's true. Yeah. Yep. It was afterwards. So but Michael's asking, how did she feel knowing that she was going to be heard by millions of people? Well, she didn't know that. She well, just, she, knew it, she, she knew it eventually. What Michael asked was, at once, the time, she found, the time. once she found out, how did she feel? Which is, you know, which is, I, uh, I thought he was I thought he was saying is as she was recording, uh, if she knew that, you know, in other words, he thought he thought that she knew that she was going to be heard by millions of people as she was making the recordings. I, I, he asked both questions, and uh, okay. so we, we talked about. It. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I appreciate the the the, the thought, Nigel. I just and to clarify. Uh, sure. No, I, I appreciate the clarification. Sure. Um, that's great. Thank you, Nigel. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, As always, uh, Diane. Yes. Next is Who's DJ next? Kessler. DJ. Hi, all. Hi. Hi. Um, well, well, I mean, a comment and then a que- um, a question. Um, <clears throat> My, I know when I, I say, I go, hey, Sarah, then to my daughter, and Siri always answers. Mm-hmm. You know, sounds so close. Um, and I, and I don't know, I think you have to approve that, um, um, you want your device to learn your voice. Is that correct? And I, and not I would everybody assume does so. that. I would yeah. assume so. And then my, my other comment, do you guys, any of you remember Siri before it was, um, on the iPhone? It was its own, it was own app, uh, out there. And, uh, I don't know who owned it. Obviously Apple bought them and developed them even more. But I do remember when it did come out and discussions as to, what it could turn out to be and how good it would be as it was developing. And yet still nobody really knew even then just, you know, how popular it would uh, become. And it's going to be interesting to see how things go if uh, the A-Lady um, is no more and what Apple will do with all I- that. Wow. Your story, your story reminds me of something, uh, and that has to do with my former guide dog was named Heath, H-E-A-T-H, Heath. And one mm-hmm. day I was, I wanted to, uh, get Heath's attention and I, and I, I inadvertently said, Hey Siri. And Siri, of course, in her <laughs> wisdom said, you know, beeped. And, uh, so then I realized I made a mistake and I said, no, Heath, I'm looking for you, Heath. Come here. And Siri said very, um, uh, obnoxiously, my name is Siri. 
<laughs> yeah, she can be a wise guy when she wants to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was just one of those funny moments. And, and Heath never did come by to check to find out what I wanted. You know, the, the whole thing was a disastrous communication. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a story. Yeah. I heard this last summer. I chuckled when I heard this one. The Tampa Bay Rays, who team in the American uh, League of Baseball, they have an outfielder named Jose Siri. So there was a story going around that on several occasions, or maybe just one occasion, the announcer on the radio introduced Jose Siri as the next batter, and his Siri went off. I forgot yeah. what it said or how it responded to that. But and then there was talk that can you imagine if people are, are are at the ballpark and the PA announcer is introducing Jose Siri. All of the series all over the ballpark would be like a big crowd answering. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like a great seventh inning um, stretch gag. Yeah. Let's hear uh, all the series. So having said um, all that, Diane, who's next? Next is Carla, Mary Carla Hayes. Carla Hi, Hayes. There. Hi there. Carla. Hi, Mary Carla. Hi. Can you all hear me? Yes, very well. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask at the beginning of the whole thing where Siri got her name, um, but I guess she sort of answered that question, but I've had, um, you know, it, it is funny how these AIs work because, um, you know, Sharky, um, I have, my dog's name is Sparky and every time I say Sparky, Sharky comes up and, um, and then there, and then I made my Siri and my iPod touch a man. And he insulted me one time because you know how you just try to chat with the bot when you got nothing else to do and you just see what they do or what they say. So I just said, hey, Siri, will I ever get married? And he says, that's highly doubtful. (laughs) (laughs) How does he know? Yeah, how does he know? Like the magic eight ball. But I guess I was going to ask, and maybe there are a lot of techies amongst you, how do they get these bots to to even, uh, what do I want to say, chat, quote-unquote chat with you, even though the chat is sort of artificial and funny sometimes? How do they train them to actually do that? Does anybody know? Can I can I answer that? You Go ahead, Brent. Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. Um, yeah, it's um I I work at Apple occasionally with uh Kim Silverman who is the head of speech synth has been since the creation of Siri and every once in a while he gets a wild hair to kind of rearrange the voice and he has all of everything that they've ever recorded of of Susan and all of the people who did the, you know, and every once in a while we just sit around. We're trying to get her to make, uh, disgusted noises. And that one's become the, the latest issue because we wanted to, you know, like that kind of thing. And, and so like that's what we've been screwing around with the last during COVID is trying to get her to make some more nonverbal, uh, reactions that are, that are verbal, but not words. And, um, yeah, that's how the stuff gets decided is in Kim's office most of the time. And then he just takes it to the engineers and says, fix it. <laughs> but I, but, so I, but if you have but suggestions I, but, for that, but I'm imagining from what I've read and I'm not an expert about it, the so-called machine learning where they, uh, 
pump in some directions. Here's what we want. Oh, you to yeah, do. the AI part is is everybody's got their own uh, uh, proprietary AI software, which is the problem. Nobody, you know, IBM's got its own, and Apple has its own, and you know, all of the companies have their own, but their IP, intellectual property, sorry, um, so that they don't share it. You know, so everybody's uh, are are driven off different. Uh, basis. I don't know how, what's the best way to put that? You know, like some of the, the Miss A, uh, stuff is, they have, they have different oh, universities yeah. that buy to, um, enhance that particular bot. Um, especially the, 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 uh, social bot that you were talking about. You know, when you talk to it, it collects all of Everything everybody says on the social bot in order to try and, uh, make a cohesive reply. Like I always try to talk to her about magic. And of course it's, she ends up talking to me about magic, the gathering card game, not magic and magicians. And so I've been like on their case lately about like, we need, we need a couple more. I mean, the guy who I work with, Kim Silverman, is a magician. That's how I got into this whole gig. Um, you know, we met at a magic meeting and, uh, he's like, Oh, you're a blind guy. Come, come listen to this crap for a while. And yeah, I have, I have a question just for my own information. Uh, what is a bot? How do you define yeah. a bot? A white a bot. A bot. That's what's answering you. When you, when you talk to Miss A or to Siri, um, a bot is basically you can, you can use bots to, uh, do mechanical things. Or like you can set up a bot to, you know, turn your lights on and off and that kind of stuff. And in, uh, like YouTube, almost all of that stuff is all run through a bot, an AI bot that we, that determines whether or not it's going to be able to be shown on YouTube. You know, they have a whole lot of restrictions about uh, their content. And the, a bot is really just a, a small a, a computer program, more or less. It's short for robot, of course. Yeah. Um, and basically, you can you can create bots. There are, there are uh, like uh, starter kits for creating your own bots. Like you could do your whole introduction using a bot for the, for the opening, you know, uh, the instructions that we get about how to use Alexa and or, oops, I said her name. Uh, she's in the other room though. Um, in any case, uh, all of that is, is done by a bot. There, there's no, there are humans that listen to snippets of the conversations occasionally, but it's all done by bots now. I mean, you know, that's why the different, uh, high end universities want in, you know, so they can, they can put in their, their two cents worth about an accent, like a Texas accent versus a Nebraska accent and that kind of stuff. Um, Diane. Yeah, we are at, um, two minutes. Yeah, go ahead. We got about four minutes to go, Diane. Okay. So if there's um, anyone that wants to talk, this is their opportunity. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's I, one person. Have, oh, hold no. on. Go ahead, Diane. Yeah, there, we have one person, uh, Mike Lance. Mike? Okay. Uh, 
Um, okay, I hope I'm coming through. Okay, uh, it's yeah. just when um, when I talked to Sherry, I mentioned about my friend, a friend of mine by the name of Mark, M A R K, and she can't even pronounce her name, Mark. She says Mike. And then when I'm talking about my friend Naomi, and I'm talking about her dog, and I use dog language, woof, 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 woof. She says the wrong thing. <laughs> she uses uh, the four-letter word for. She uses a, a word, the F word, and uh, wow. but sometimes she gets things wrong. But anyway, she's funny to listen. To. Thank you. Yo, so I I, I want to give you uh, something that's worked for a hack that's worked for me in, in situations like that. I often. Uh, 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 have my guide dog write uh, uh, text messages, and he always signs off with woof, W-O-O-F. And what I've learned is if you spell it out, W-O-O-F, Siri will say it right, but you got to spell it out. And the same thing applies to words that she has a con- she has a hard time understanding in your voice. You know, so if it's the if the word is Mark, that's the issue, spell it out, M-A-R-K. And usually yeah. that does two things. Siri will get it right, and then the next time you use the word Mark, she will learn from that experience and get it right over over time, over time. You know, it's not going to happen the first time, but I found that works pretty well most of the time. So I offer that for what it's worth. Um, okay, thank you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh, any anybody else, uh, Diana? No more raised hands. Okay. Well, we have about one more minute, so we'll welcome some closing comments if. Uh... So my, my closing comment is, uh, it was great to have Susan on the show. And next week, in honor of, if I have this right, Valentine's Day, we're having an author who, who's written a bunch of short stories about love. Uh, romance. Yes, Robert Sollers. He's been Sollers. on this show several times. So um, his conceptions of love aren't always what we think they should be, but there, we'll talk about that next week. So we hope you will join us. And uh, we thank you for your your uh, involvement, and we apologize for the late start and for the confusion, but it all seemed to work out. Um, and, Diane, so- I want to especially thank you for filling in today, as I did earlier in the program. Thanks for taking time out of your day to help us out. We appreciate it very much. And, of course, we appreciate everybody else that took the time to be with us today, to listen to Susan and to discuss things afterward in regards to her creation, Siri. And I'm sure that many of you appreciate Siri when you use her because she helps you a lot. I want to thank everybody again and say go safe with God's abundant blessings. I am Bob Branco. He's Peter Alchel. Have a safe week. And if you're in the Northeast, please stay as warm as you can.